Hi friend, my name is Danielle Holleran and I'm the host of the Detail Diary podcast. I'm a self-made online business owner who loves sharing the behind the scenes of my business and inspiring others to follow their dreams. You can find me most days chasing my dog around, relaxing with my husband, and wearing basically anything Dusty Rose and Pearls. Think of this as your space to come to feel motivated and inspired to take on your biggest dreams while also just chatting with your best friend. Cozy up for some girl time and get ready to feel uplifted and inspired. As a lettering artist, I'm drawing on my iPad almost every single day working on new designs and Paperlike is an absolute game changer in my digital lettering. It's a screen protector that makes writing on an iPad feel just like writing on paper. It's perfect for anyone who draws or writes using an iPad and an Apple Pencil. And the surface of the Paperlike is coated with what are called nano dots, which are actually tiny microbeads that are designed to add superior stroke precision when you drag the Apple Pencil across the screen. I actually find my lettering to be smoother and more consistent when I use my Paperlike. Plus, every Paperlike comes in a set of two, so you'll always have a spare in case you need to. Designing on my iPad is so much easier now, and I do not know what I did before. To pick up your Paperlike, head over to paperlike.com Danielle. Click buy Paperlike and select your iPad size. I know you're going to love it just as much as I do. Hello and welcome to the Detail Diary podcast. I'm your host, Danielle Holleran, and today I am joined by a good small business friend. I have Maura of Dainty Scripts on the podcast today. Thank you so much for joining me. Yeah, I'm so happy to be here. I'm so excited to have you on. I feel like we've been talking about this for so long and our schedules are both just crazy. So it's so nice to sit down and finally chat. For anyone who's listening, if you want to give everyone just kind of a brief background on you and how you got started with Dainty Scripts. Yeah. So I am a full-time art teacher and I think it was 2019. So yeah, like three and a half years ago or so, I started Dainty Scripts. And the reason I started like Dainty Scripts was I was already creating like small, like hand paintings, doing like hand lettering, just like dabbling, you know, in anything art related. And I really wanted to find something just like on the side to do with teaching. So that's kind of how Dainty Scripts started. So I created just like an Instagram page and slowly it's been growing, which has been awesome. And I just kind of take it as it comes. So I still am a full-time teacher and I try to balance Descripts with it. It definitely like you have your months where it is just like craziness and then you have months where like it kind of slows down a little bit but what's nice about it is like I can kind of take it kind of like as I want so for instance I'm almost 20 weeks pregnant now so right now kind of just keep my head down trying to do as many orders as I can and then come May I will definitely be like slowing down taking summer off so it's nice to kind of have you know the leisure of kind of taking on more orders or slowing it down Oh, that's kind of where I'm at right now with Dainty Scripts. Yeah, that's awesome. And I love that you've kind of set that up for yourself where you kind of created the business and molded it like to your schedule and how much you can take on instead of just like being open for orders, you know, all days, every day, and then just getting bombarded with orders instead. Like you kind of have control of the business and like when you're open and when you're closed and the number of orders you can take on, which I think is awesome because it keeps things to a little bit more of a reasonable level and tries to keep the stress level down. I know it can be so stressful, but how did you kind of get started in 
the area of all of the custom work that you do now? Because I know I talk to so many small business owners who start off in like this different direction and that different direction. And I know you are like greatly known for your charcuterie boards and cheese boards, which I'm sure everyone listening has seen your work. It's absolutely incredible. And you know, when you see it, like that is a Dainty Scripts board. So how did you kind of go down that path of doing all of that custom work? Because it is just incredible. (laughs) Yeah. So I feel like when I started Dainty Scripts, I knew I wanted to do like custom gifts. So if you like scroll all the way down on my Instagram page, I was literally doing like a smorgasbord of stuff, like literally anything to make an extra dollar and I would just post it. And then it just kind of got like too crazy. Like I had too many, like one or two orders of this, 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 and it was just, it was too much to handle. And then just kind of random, I said to myself like, oh, I, I need a charcuterie board. Like I had cutting boards, but I didn't have a charcuterie board for myself. So I had leftover round wood from the cookie trays that I hand paint for Christmas. And I was like, oh, if my friend's coming over like later. And I just started like doodling and illustrating on it. And again, like I said, I posted on my page and little did I know, like posting it on my page turned into 10 orders like overnight. So I'm like, okay, like we need to get more of these boards. So it just like kind of spiraled into this like, oh, like, You have to get a charcuterie board from Mara from Dainty Scripts. And then it was like, oh my God, like I can't even keep up with like inventory. So then I feel like my business like slowly like shifted into like charcuterie boards. (laughs) And like what would happen was like I had my traditional design, which is like, it says like cheese, fruit, meat, olives, bread, oh, and wine. And what I would do is I would just add personalization into like the wine bottle label on the board. So it was like manageable. It was easy to do. But then next thing you know, people are like, can you add like an engagement ring? And I'm like, yeah, sure. And then it was like, oh, can you add a house? And I'm like, yeah, sure. And then it just turned into like you were creating your own board. And I loved it because when you do something so many times, it's not as enjoyable. Like you're not really like filling like this like creative like hole it's like kind of weird to say but like it wasn't satisfying so I feel like doing the custom boards it was like challenging I'd finish one and I'd be like oh my god this is so cool like post it on my page and it just it would spark another idea because it was like this isn't just a charcuterie board it's almost like a family heirloom it's something you could pass down it's something you can display in your house as a decor item It's a perfect wedding gift. It's a great house buying gift. I've done tons of like retirement gifts. You name it, I've done some sort of design on my page. And I feel like it's turned into a great like shower gift. So, you know, my round boards kind of slowly turned into, okay, let's venture out. Let's try to get some other shaped boards. So I am like such a small business. Like I said, like I'm a full-time teacher. I just do this on the side. And when I tell you I was looking forever, forever for charcuterie boards that I could get like at like a wholesale rate. So I was seeing good profit, but Mm -hmm. making it worth my while. I think I called like 10 different like wholesale charcuterie and they'd be like, no, you have to buy a minimum of like 250 boards. And I'm like, are they going to sell? Like, so after like calling this one business so many times, so many times they were like, okay, fine. So they gave me like a minimum and I had to buy at least five different styles. So I feel like with my business, it's taken so many like shifts and turns, but like it forces you to like try something new. So I'm still riding this wave of like making these custom charcuterie boards. And now I have like an array of different sizes and different style wood that you can get. 
but still on this back burner, I'm still doing other things. Like I'm still doing mural painting and like I created my own like wedding invitations and doing wedding signs. And, but I kind of take those like in small doses. So I still kind of do a, an array of things. I don't want to like bunny hole myself into just charcuterie boards, but charcuterie boards are, you know, they're like my niche. So I'm going to mm-hmm. keep chasing my niche, but also keep something, you know, in my back pocket for when I need it. Of course. Oh, that's awesome. I just love seeing the custom work and just the different orders that you share with the stories behind them. Like you can just see basically someone's whole life story unfolded like on a board and it's just the coolest thing ever. And they really do make the most amazing gifts for really, truly any stage of life at all. Like I want to get my mom one. They're working on renovations to a beach house right now. Hopefully she doesn't listen to this episode, but (laughs) I want to get her one. Like I just have an idea in my head anyways, but they really are absolutely incredible. And the heart ones that you have going on now for Valentine's Day, like I just love absolutely all of them. They're so special, so unique, like one of a kind. And I just love them. Now, I know that you also do so many pop-up shops in person as well, which in and of itself is literally so much work. But how has your experience been with doing in-person pop-ups in your community? Because that's something that I would love to get more into. I really haven't done too many things in person since before COVID. I was doing it before and then kind of just have moved online and just sticking with what's working online. But I love watching all of your in-person pop-ups. So how has that been for you? Yeah, so we've done quite a few. So as far as like pop-ups go, I usually do ones that are like in the local area, someplace that like I know I can park, I can unload easily. So I've definitely been more, I wouldn't say like selective, but ones that I'm like, okay, this is manageable. I usually need like at least four to six weeks notice so I can start making extra inventory. So like, for instance, right now, I'm literally order to order. So I'm out, I'm like about two or three weeks out on my charcuterie board, like custom orders. But in my like downtime, I'm trying to make more like generic boards that aren't personalized for my pop-up. So, but the way I like look at those are ones that like I've done so many times that like, it's more like more relaxing. Like I say to myself, you know, I'm going to do like four tonight. That doesn't sound like a lot, but it's very time consuming. But if you do four to, you know, this night, four this night, whatever, before you know it, you have 30 boards made to bring to your pop-up. Now I've had pop-ups where like I sell out all those boards instantly. And then you have pop-ups where you leave with 20 boards. Okay. And then what's great is then I post them on my Instagram as like a flash sale. And then I'll say like, oh, free shipping. So then yeah, you're doing your pop ups like in your neighborhood. And like, it's important to like see people in your neighborhood and say face to face and say thank you to people that have bought boards from you and you know, but then at the same time, it's like, I'm still able to sell my boards because I do offer like the free shipping incentive after my pop ups. So I feel like I was toggling back and forth, like, is it worth it? Is it not worth it? But it's so worth it because like just being in person and like seeing people like like engaging with your community, like the amount of people that come up, they're like, hi, you don't know me, but you got me this board and my mom cried and she's obsessed with it. And you're just like, oh my God, it's so nice to meet you and say, you know, say thank you. And I got to know like a lot about you and your family or like, thank you for trusting in me to make a, a memory board of your grandmother that passed away. Like it's so nice to have that that connection with the community. So that's why I, I love doing the pop-ups and 
especially like right now with like the baby coming in June, my one in February might be my last one. Like, cause I don't know what can happen come oh, June when the baby comes. Like, so I'm like, I know I can do this now. I feel good. I can do this. But the ones that I did in November were so hard, I will say, because I was so sick. My first trimester, I was just like, I could barely keep food down. It was tough. And I had already said yes to all these pop-ups. I had already bought all this inventory. But my mom, my cousin Catherine, who helps my cousin Caroline, I had like so many people just like just coming in to like help make it work. So we got through that month. It was a great month. But so definitely being a little bit more cautious of what I take on. So I know I can handle it and do it to my best potential. Oh, for sure. I remember seeing you posting and thinking like, because I had known that you were pregnant at that time. Yeah. And being like, oh my gosh, like, is she okay? Like, she must be so exhausted. Like, I give you all the credit in the world because that is not easy. And just talking and engaging with so many people is just exhausting in and of itself and not feeling well on top of it and having to hide the fact that you're pregnant on top of it. Like, oh my goodness, it's crazy. But it is so true that like seeing the face behind the orders and like behind the people online that may follow you, like it really, I don't know, it's just wild because I feel like we're very much stuck in our routine of like, oh, we post this, we share this, we do this order. Like it's just becomes kind of like business and we love what we do and we just keep our head down and do our work and we forget like oh my gosh like there's a real person behind this who ordered and like I still just think it's crazy that like I have pieces in people's homes like even though I do it for a living like it's just right it's so crazy to wrap your head around it all I know oh my goodness as a lettering artist I'm drawing on my iPad almost every single day working on new designs and paper like is an absolute game changer in my digital lettering it's a screen protector that makes writing on an iPad feel just like writing on paper. It's perfect for anyone who draws or writes using an iPad and an Apple Pencil. And the surface of the paper-like is coated with what are called nano dots, which are actually tiny microbeads that are designed to add superior stroke precision when you drag the Apple Pencil across the screen. I actually find my lettering to be smoother and more consistent when I use my paper-like. Plus, every paper-like comes in a set of two, so you'll always have a spare in case you need to. Designing on my iPad is so much easier now, and I do not know what I did before. To pick up your Paperlike, head over to paperlike.com slash Danielle, click buy Paperlike, and select your iPad size. I know you're going to love it just as much as I do. Another thing that I wanted to talk to you about, I know that this is a couple of years now, but I still think that it is awesome. Everything you did during COVID with the nursing signs through your sister's quote and everything along those lines, because I know that that was huge on your page for so long and those signs are like all across hospitals now. So how was that experience for you? We don't have to talk about it too long because I know it was a little while ago, but I still think it's just such an incredible thing you did. And I Definitely wanted to touch on it. Yeah. So when like COVID first hit, because I was a teacher, it was like literally one day it was like, okay, you can't come to school. And at the time I was teaching in elementary. So I was in between three schools to have a full-time job. So it honestly took a while for like principals to figure out a schedule for me to get online, to do remote, because I was between three schools. So they were like, oh, why don't you just make, you know, like videos of you teaching, a, teaching like a lesson and then just upload it. So every day I would like, I would organize that and do a video, but it would be like an hour, hour and a half. Like it was just like, like I felt like I needed to do more. And Ryan, he's a firefighter. So my husband, he was going to work every day. 
My mom's a nurse. My sister's a nurse practitioner. My little sister, she's going to be a PA, but at this time she was a nursing assistant. And like, they were going to work. And like, I remember just being like at home and being like, I, like, I need to do more. Like, I don't know what I can do, but I want to do more. And my sister Barbie was working at Mass General at the time on an ICU floor. And she said to me, she was like, hey, I like, do you think you could put these words on like some sort of canvas or something just to hang in my nursing like staffing room just like just some it, it was like a, a quote that she wrote so I was like oh my god yes of course so I like hand lettered the quote on like two canvases and the quote was like stop breathe like I know the next 24 hours are going to be really hard but like you can do this and then the other one was like stop breathe acknowledge that you just may have saved a life like it during your last shift I forget the words exactly but the words were just so powerful and so beautiful So my sister brings it to Mass General. And next thing you know, every floor at Mass General wants this quote. And like, I could have, you know, tried to print master print it. But I was like, no, there's something about handwriting this, this quote, like, I don't want to just mass produce this. So let's start writing this quote. So I start buying canvases, and I'm handwriting this quote on these huge canvases. Now, there's you can't even get canvases, because the stores are closed. And everything is on back sale because buddy's buying canvases to do in-home crafts with their kids. So literally the price of canvases went like up like 10% or even 100%. So I was like, I can't keep, you know, because I was paying for them myself because I obviously would never charge for this. So I opened it up to the community and I said, if you donate $25, it'll buy one of the boards for a hospital unit. So $50 would buy like a set and it spiraled so fast. And so not only would I like connect, like, so say you donated $50, I would connect you to a certain hospital and a certain floor. And I'd make sure that you, you got, you got acknowledged on my page for donating to this unit. And that unit would get a message you know, saying, like, thank you so much. This person donated. Thank you for all you do. And I think in the end, we ended up doing 300 canvases. We did 100. And, so that was 150 floors. It was two per whatever. We hit like 30 different states. Like it was insane. It was the most emotional roller coaster. I think we did it like for four months straight. But it like, it gave me a reason. I was, we were spreading good news. We were connecting people from their house that felt like they needed to do something. And if you donated $25, like you felt good. You're like, okay, I'm home. I feel good. I did I did something. So many people at that time that had the same feeling as me. Like, like what can we so that was a lot but it kept me occupied because I was I was home alone like yeah oh my goodness yeah that's incredible I just remember seeing so many photos and just hearing all about it and it really spreading all over the country and truly just insane that those signs are hanging in hospitals now like all over which is I know every so often I'll get a message like like someone will send me a picture and they'll be like they're still hanging up and it's awesome because like I said it's my sister's words and she's even yeah. like more I can't believe like the amount of people that are like you know that read my quote I'm like I know it's still touching people every day it is it's so special and that just goes to show like the power of social media which is just incredible obviously there's highs and lows with social media when it comes to small business how has your experience been with social media and kind of growing your business through social media? Because I know that you still do business like 
through DMs, which is awesome. And it just goes to show that like, you really don't need all of this flashy stuff in a huge website and an Etsy shop and like this, that and the other thing that everyone feels like you need to have to have a successful small business because you don't. So how has your experience been with growing your business through social media? Yeah, I feel like it's like what you put in, you're going to get out. So it's like if you're constantly engaging, you're posting, like you're going to see tenfold. If you're quiet on social media, like your orders are going to be quiet. So I find it tricky now with like the whole digital like reels and video. I just have like such short patience. Like I just want to post a picture, boom, be done. So my page is definitely a lot more just like photo based. So that's like definitely one of my goals this year is just to get a little bit better on like the real aspect. But I think because like I said, I am like a full time teacher, this is just kind of like my side job. It's been like manageable with just doing it through Instagram. I have like tons of Excel sheets. So I organized everything through Excel. I'm kind of old school in that sense. But at least like when I send out like my Google form that like correlates right to like an Excel sheet. So it organizes in that sense. But I actually this past week finally signed a contract to get a like professional website set up nice I know so I was I've been going back and forth and finally like I was like you know with like a baby coming like I can't keep doing this like making this like so like hard on myself so it's just going to be like super super basic just like click here order boom done so I'm excited for that but like I said, I just started the process. Like if I have it up by end of March, like I'll be happy. But for anybody like looking to start, like you don't need Etsy. Like and no offense, love Etsy. If you do Etsy, like good for you. I just could not get over how much money Etsy wanted. Like I go on Etsy and I see some of the comments I see, like they receive something from a creator and they're so quick to like, leave a negative comment and I remember like being like oh my god like what if I get like a negative feedback like I just I did not like that about Etsy and I toggled back and forth like do I want to do it do I want to not but Instagram like word of mouth posting on Instagram like you're, you're gonna naturally bring people to your page you just have to be on top of posting yes a thousand percent that was I did a whole episode on like reasons why I left Etsy back when I started the podcast and one of the main reasons was the people like the customers. I obviously had so many wonderful customers, but I also had my fair share of really nasty, nasty people on Etsy and just very quick to review things in a rude way, like on matters that didn't even like it could be shipping or something. Like it just didn't even apply anyways. Yeah. And it caused a lot of stress and anxiety. So I say that, yeah, like you just said, if you are looking to just jump in and get started like just jump in on Instagram you can always start something down the line too like I do love Etsy I think it's a great place to be but you don't need to all of these things to line up just to get started you can get started small and then kind of like grow things from there and see how they go right and I will say like giveaways helped me so much when I first started like getting started and like now I like I do them like here and there but when I first got started I feel like I was doing a giveaway like twice a month And it's tough because it's like you're constantly just like not making like free work, but it's like that's you can't look at it like I'm working for free. It's like, no, you're expanding your network. You're Mm -hmm. you're growing your business. You can't look at it like that. And like I've done giveaways with so many just different businesses, like the most randomest business. We just connect, we do a giveaway. And now my followers are looking at your followers, your followers are looking at my page. So, you know, if you're a small business, look into 
giveaways, like reach out to random businesses and be like, hey, can we do this? So I found that to be really helpful. Oh, definitely. And it's just always so fun to connect with other small business owners because, you know, we follow so many other small business owners on social media and a lot of our followings can be like interested in similar things. So it's wonderful to connect with another small business and both benefit each other and bring each other's audiences in front of the other business. And yeah, they're really, really awesome. I haven't really talked about giveaways too much on the podcast. So I'm glad that you brought that up because that is like, I still do giveaways now to this day. I'm doing one this week with I Crave Julie. She's yeah. awesome. I found her through you, probably yeah. through one of the giveaways you did with her. Yeah. I know. She's so sweet. So I, like just funny story. I worked with her back when I was like 16 years old at a restaurant. Really? Yeah, like in, in my city. And then when I started dating script, she reached out and was like, hey, I love your stuff. And I'm like, Erin, it's it's me. Like I worked with you. She's like, oh my god. And like it's so funny. My phone, her name still pops up. Like Erin Captain Fishbones, because that was the name of the restaurant we worked at. Kind of funny how like like you said, like small businesses, you end up connecting with like other small businesses, and like you know, she sells jewelry. I sell like custom work, and like still talk to each other like at least once or twice a week because it's still similar. You know what I mean? Totally. And it's so nice to have friends in the small business community. Like we met through obviously Instagram and we've met in real life, which is awesome. I feel like it's so fun when you meet someone through this community and you actually become like real friends, which is so fun. And it's just a, just a great place to be. Now, looking forward to the future. I know you've got so much going on, especially over the course of the next few months, but where do you kind of see Dainty Scripts in the next few years? I know it's so hard to tell. the trajectory of business, but what are some of your goals for the next couple of years? Yeah. So it's, it's so hard because like, I'm like probably three fourths of the way almost done with my master's in education and like yeah. have such a passion in teaching it like, so it's, it's like hard to like, to really see what's gonna, how the future is gonna pan out. But because I'm having the baby in June, it's nice. I'm gonna have the summer off. So it gives me like a little chunk of time to figure that out. That's also why this is giving me a push to kind of really start a website, get that up and running and just kind of see. But I I don't really know. We're kind of, we're going back and forth. I'm so excited to be a mom, but it's definitely tricky. Like, you know, a mom, a teacher and a business owner. Like you can't, you can't do all three. (laughs) It's going to come down to the wire where I'm going to have to pick and choose. And when it comes to that time, I know I'm going to pick the right choice. But right now, I'm just kind of playing a day to day. (laughs) Going along for the ride. Yes, you will definitely do what is best for you. And I cannot wait for you to become a mom. Oh my gosh. So excited. Ah, you're going to be the best mom. It's just the best it's just the absolute, like, there's nothing better. Yeah, I know. My sister has two kids, and she's a boy and a girl, and we're just, like, they're, like, our whole world. Everybody in my family, like, that's all we talk about is Will and Violet. And, like, but it's so funny. Like, as soon as I found out I was pregnant, like, I knew. I was, like, I'm having a boy. It was, it was just, like, I felt it in my bones. So I'm just, I'm so excited to have, like, a little... Like, I hope he's just, like, a little crazy boy. Like, I yeah. want craziness. I'm, like... <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. Thank you so much for coming on out of your crazy busy schedule. So nice to finally sit down and chat. And I will leave all of your info in the description and show notes below so that everyone can find you and follow along. And I just cannot wait to see what the next few months brings to you. Oh, thanks, Danielle. This is so awesome. Thanks for having me. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Detailed Diary podcast. Make sure to rate and subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. 
Be sure to join our community over on Instagram at Detailed Diary Podcast and introduce yourself. I'm looking forward to meeting you over there and I will see you next Wednesday for a brand new episode. Until then, have an amazing week.